the blessings of Acts is to show us a picture of the early church. And it's amazing as we journey through the book of Acts that how we see them just kind of kind of plugging through some difficult topics and some difficult issues and, and core doctrinal beliefs and, and how the church is going to respond to persecution and how the church is going to respond to, uh, to, to different uh, doctrinal issues inside the, the body of Christ. There's all these things that take place in the book of Acts. And what we have in this book is a picture of the early church. Now I want you to think about a picture for just a moment. You know, a picture is an amazing thing. It gives us a snapshot of days gone by, something that happened in the past. Now here's what's amazing. Over time, if you go back and continually look at pictures, if they were printed, over time, what happens? Those pictures begin to fade. If you were to go back and look at a picture today that was taken 20 years ago, it's printed and the colors have faded just a little bit. Uh, the, the colors aren't as vivid as they were the, the day the photo was taken and they certainly don't even look like uh, you know the, the reality of what was on the picture. If you go back and look at that same picture 100 years from now, 200 years from now, the colors are faded even more and it just looks like this old-timey photo. Now imagine looking at a picture after 2,000 years, uh, the, the vibrancy of what was is now faded away into the, the, the distance. And we look at it and now we look at a picture and it doesn't even resemble what was originally there. Now in our day and time, we also have Photoshop. And we think about Photoshop and pictures and all these filters on Instagram and all these things. We can also make pictures uh, become things that they are not even supposed to be. We can superimpose images into a scene. We can make people's wrinkles go away and blemishes go away. And suddenly what we see is not even the real picture that was taken. And so friends, when we come to the book of Acts, understand something. The book of Acts is a snapshot, is a picture for us of what the church is supposed to look like. And here's what I want to say to you. I believe after 2,000 years, what we see today in the church is, is just a, 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 a dim resemblance of the snapshot we see in Acts. Some might even argue that what we see today is, is a church that, that sees the, the blemishes and the wrinkles and is trying to Photoshop itself to become something that it's not. You, you see, friends, when we look at the book of Acts, chapter number 1, verse 12 through 14, and verse 2 through verse 4, we have this, this beautiful scene of, of the early church just gathered together. I want you to listen to what the Bible says, verse 12 of chapter 1. They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they're staying. This is probably the same room where they had the last supper with Jesus. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. That's 11 apostles. Remember, Jesus had 12. By this time, Judas has gone on. Judas has betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll find in a moment that he's already hung himself. He's died. But 11 of these men come back. Now these 11 men, when Jesus was crucified, they were scattered. But now they're all together again. Why? Because they had saw the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. They had walked with him. And the Bible tells us, verse 14, all these were continually united in prayer along with the women 
including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. And during these days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The number of people who were together was about 120. Now keep that in your mind and jump to chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven. It filled the whole house where they were staying. And tongues like flames of fire that were divided appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different languages as the Spirit gave them ability for speech. Now think about this picture. Because what we see here is a, is, a, is a picture of the church in its earliest days. I mean, friends, these are the first gatherings. In the 10 days after the ascension of Jesus, this, this small band of believers, 120 in the upper room, gathered together. Now, I want you to see a snapshot. What are some things we do not see in this picture that we see in the church today? Well, I think there are a few. Number one, we do not see programs. Okay, now there's nothing wrong with programs, but I think what happens oftentimes with programs is that we over-program the church and believe that programs uh, or substitute programs for the work of the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes what happens is we see a program work at a church down the street and we think because that program worked down there, it's got to work down here, then we spend all this money to implement it in our location and it doesn't work and it fizzles out and dies and we can't ever figure out why it didn't work. Well, friends, there were no programs in this early church, there was also no performances. Uh, friends, today, the church, and by and large, if we think about the church being photoshopped uh, and not being a dim picture, but, but trying to see all the wrinkles and flaws and, and trying to photoshop it into something that is not. Friends, today, the church is full of entertainment, full of performances. It's not centered on Christ. It's centered on man. You take those things, remove them out of the door. Do people still stay? Do people still gather? That's a great question. There's no performance. There's, there's no professionals. You know, there are many today that are professionals in the church. They'll teach you all about church growth and they'll teach you how to make your church better and they'll teach you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. And, and they're professionals uh, about church. But friends, we don't see any professionals. We don't see a big fancy building. We don't see technology. We don't see Lifeway manuals. We don't see padded pews. We don't see fancy gimmicks. We see none of these things in the early church. We see none of these things on the pages of Acts. I'm reminded of a good friend of mine, Jeff Laborga, up in Tennessee, who said in preaching one time, he said, should it not shock us that we have more today than we've ever had? We've got more prosperity. We've got more technology. We've got bigger buildings, bigger parking lots. We've got more than we've ever had before, but we have less power. Friends, I believe many times we just try to pack so much stuff into the building and into, uh, into what we're doing that we, that, we, that we create an atmosphere where there's no room for the Holy Spirit because it's all man-made. None of these things were in the early church, but what was there? Where the Bible tells us a few things. They gathered in a place. Friends, it's good to have a place to worship, isn't it? We worship here at Flat Creek Baptist Church in a place, in a building. But it doesn't have to be in a, in, in a brick building. It can be in a cave. It can be in a forest. It can be in a home. But there's a place where they gathered together. We see people. Friends, listen to me. There's nothing like being part of the body of Christ. You need people. 
You need to be with the believers. You need to be with the saints of God. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. We see a place. We see people. We see prayer. They were continually united in prayer, the Bible says. And not only prayer, but we see power. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And friends, today, this is what we need in the church. We need to, 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 to once again feel the movement of the Holy Spirit of God. That comes through, through prayer and the preaching of the Word and the Spirit's power coming down on us. All the other things that, 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 we have, that, we have, that we have superimposed on the church, all the, all the other things that we've packed in, Friends, listen, if we don't have him, it's okay because we still have him and that is all we need. And so I ask you today, friends, what is the focus of the church you attend? Is it all these things trying to put all this stuff into place in order to, to grow some big kingdom? Friends, let me remind you, we're not in the business of building our own kingdom. We're in the business of being a part of his kingdom and building his kingdom up. And so, friends, don't pack so much in that you leave him out. We've got to have him. He is the focus of all we do. I think sometimes we just need to get back to the simple picture that we see in Acts. Let's just gather together in a place with the people of God through the praying and preaching and experience the power of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you as you go about your day today. I'll see you next time on New Horizons.